And I said I would rather be seen as the weak president than to split the ANC. Because that is not my mission. My mission is to keep the ANC united. How's it, everybody? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics. I don't even want to go into load shedding because it is running an absolute shambles with our schedule and trying to bring this beautiful production to you. But anyway, we are here. The Badge of Liberty is present. Sholin and I are present. We have uh, had to sacrifice, uh, not, not in the literal sense, Tiago uh, this afternoon, who has become a victim of the load shedding dragon. But alas, we continue. Guys, remember to follow us at Badger of Liberty, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as TikTok, particularly on TikTok, where Sholin himself puts together some awesome little 15-second clips of news that we think is important that you should know, and we'd love to get your reactions to that, uh, which we dive into occasionally here on Freedom Fanatics on your reactions with Mbali. But without further ado, let us dive into this week's conversation, Sholin. And it's one, you are at university, um, and... I've been a student, and I think this is a an issue that might be close to some of our, our audience. Um, and this is the news last week that uh, a Tux student was regrettably and sadly uh, sta- shot uh, in an armed um, mugging uh, in Hatfield in Pretoria uh, on his way to his residence uh, at Tux. Um, you know, the, the, the robbers uh, wanted to, well, they succeeded in stealing his, his cell phone. Um, and regrettably, uh, during the incident, uh, his, he was shot and unfortunately died on the scene. Uh, his name was uh, Tabelo Menwe. Um, he, and he came from Zerust and he was doing a finance degree at Tux, uh, doing his honors, his BCom honors in international auditing so no doubt had a very bright future ahead of him and it's really really is a sad story but Sholin I think my my reaction to this is obviously it's it's very sad and it's regrettable that you know we we don't feel safe out here on on the streets on the on the pavements so around campuses um I mean these are real student concerns yeah, no, absolutely, Alex. I agree. I mean, like, my guy, it just gave me a a a a flashback of um, mm-hmm. when the GBV thing, especially, sparked up at um, at UCT regarding um, Nene, if that mm-hmm. if I remember name correctly. And I was just like thinking. My first thought was as sad as that is. I was just thinking, like, if we cannot even guarantee the safety and security of you know, like, some of South Africa's most talented, um, educated, potentially educated individuals like this guy as well, like going into the finance sector. Um, how can we not be keeping, you know, what our next generation of leaders, of intellectuals safe? Like, mm. if we cannot do that for them, the re- what is the chance of keeping it safe, to keeping safe and security for the rest of South Africans? And I mean, that should probably be, be our biggest concerns. I mean, as probably as a student, the immediate opportunity to get 
out of this country would be as an intellectual, as a student, somebody getting an education, getting skills, the, the opportunity to get out of the country would be your first um, your first option. You would not even think twice. I mean, even just with load shedding, every conversation I just had on campus is people complaining that we cannot even study in our mm. accommodation or in our res, and now they need to come to university and come to university also has a concern of it of its own, like yeah, this exactly. incident is the safety. You're not even safe going to campus because you because the situation is you will have to be there in darkness. Um, and that is already a greater concern. So I really think it's unfortunate. I mean, it's not a conducive environment even for learning, Alex. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And such, I love that you link it in, in a way to your own experience of how learning kind of interferes with that and like how, you know, we just can't have nice things when when when... <laughs> But we can't be safe, we can't have nice things as a country when we have load shedding. Um, for example, I know when I was at university, lighting on campus, um, on walkways was a very big issue at the time. Um, for the same safety and security reasons, <laughs> if there's no power, if there's no lights, there's no safety. Um, but I think just more broadly, Sholin, um, it seems like, you know, obviously we, we highlight this one story because, it, you know, maybe it's closer to home for us as graduates, as current students, uh, appealing to a younger audience. Um, but, you know, we can't, it's just a, a sort of an example of state of the state of affairs in the country more broadly. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, what are your thoughts? Alex, I'm just thinking now, I'm like, yo, my bro, I just wish that we had a president that was actually more concerned with, you know, at the state of affairs of all of the people of the country mm. and not just his specific political party, um, as we saw at, in our, at our clip at the beginning. I mean, if this man could just prioritize the basics and that's the basics we constantly advocate for, which is just the ability to operate in a safe environment. Mm. Like, give us that. And that is enough of a platform to see the type of prosperity I'm sure everybody wants. Um, I mean, from that, we can actually see businesses operate. I'm even mm. just thinking in my community, like your, where I'm from, there is certain situations where even if it's, even if it's not even load shedding, besides that, when, the, when, it, when it hits evening, um, so many businesses like small spas shops or community businesses, like they close mm. immediately. Because they understand that it's during that period where they, where the shops are most at risk at mm. literally being robbed. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you just think, imagine, imagine having a situation where you know you can't even go to the shop after six o'clock um, because the the shop owners won't be there because everybody's rattled into their homes. Well, it's like um, a it's like, like a self imposed curfew, right? I mean, we it's yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly true. I'm like, there's nothing conducive or safe of environment like that. And I'm like, it's so unfortunate that that's actually the um, the, the the communities we have to live in. I mean, mm. even when your police office, um, police station in your community is like, oh, now we're not going to deal with any cases um, after a certain time. That's when you know things are messed <laughs> up, my guy. Just the absolute yeah. wild west. And like, as we say every week, guys, 24, 2024 is around the corner. These are kind of things that you need to be thinking about when you head to the polls, not if, when, when you head to the polls. Um, but yeah, these are the kind of things that we should be taking to heart, own that decision, own that vote. But Shonen, let's move on to our second feel-good feature. Uh, you know, and this time we, we as, as we have done, we look at 
some success stories, some interesting stuff from Gussie Economy on Twitter. Um, great account. If you guys don't follow it, you should do it now. Um, but this story, now I'm going to have to do this in, in, um, in, in chunks because on the one hand, um, the story was, well, what they, what Gussie Economy shared was, was really cool. So let me, let me do it slowly. Okay. So basically what, what they're featuring here is that, uh, in the location, um, you can have your wall painted, um, an, an advertisement painted onto it. Uh, and you can generate income by that. Now, Sean, I don't know about you, but in Joburg, you know, when you drive into Joburg, especially on the M1 between Pretoria and Johannesburg, there are hundreds of big billboards, obviously a lot of companies deriving income. So I guess scaling this to small businesses before we jump into the rest of the advert here, um, quite a cool initiative to, to get your, you know, your walls branded. What do you think about it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's um, innovative. Um, I mean, this is people thinking uh, definitely outside of the box and making use. And it's a collaboration, essentially. That's what it is between, um, I assume, small businesses or even um, big businesses. This can be scaled up to um, mm. in townships um, where, you know, maybe there isn't infrastructure to have these massive um uh, billboards um, that go up into the skyline. <laughs> mm. I think this is still a useful um, tactic to use um, and to advertise businesses. And mm. I mean, this is this is so like it's so creative. I think that it's not even dependent on you know um, when is the government going to give me permission to do this. It's people taking it, um, taking striving for it, and going ahead mm. with it. Um, because they know that they need to get the source of income at whichever means necessary. And I mean, I applaud that creativity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it would be a pity to have, you know, every wall in every sort of city, township, location, neighborhood sort of branded with with adverts. But alas, I think it's still, it's still a cool initiative. Like we said, um, you know, it's, you know, you got to put these billboards on highways. Why not uh, in the township? But, you know, like this is cool. And I, th I think the 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 feature was relevant but i i did have a little bit of a chuckle when i saw the featured image for this particular ad or, or the, the image that because uh, the economy chose to feature um obviously you know where where there's a where there's a, a need there's there's a, a gap for for every product but n none less than in mzanzi but uh there you go guys like you say you where you know where there's an opportunity there's a uh, it's there for the taking, but so that is the initiative that uh, Gus Economy featured, I think, this morning. Um, but yeah, nice, cool little initiative showing the, the value of uh, small business enterprise. Yeah, Alex, at least they are advocating for safe sex, and I mean that is a good um, point of departure. Exactly. At least that's what they're doing, and at least there's an, an income being generated by this. So I mean, they have my support. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Cannot. Disagree with you there, Sholin. Uh, on that note, uh, we're going to be very brief this morning. Load shedding is catching us. We've got to fight it. We've got to get there in between. We've already had Tiako sacrifice to the to the load shedding gods. So without further ado, we're going to jump into your reactions today with Buddy. Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, Hi, guys. 
Welcome to your reactions. Um, let's try to beat low shading. I think we have about 10 minutes. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so guys, today we're checking out a video um, from Sholin, our TikToker. Uh, and yeah, he's talking about a KZN teen who um, touched a deputy principal's car and was released on a warning. Let's give it a listen. After KZN Learner was accused of torching a deputy principal's car, the student has now just been released on a warning. Is this a bad look for accountability and responsibility in South Africa? Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Definitely for me it is. Um, Alex, let's start with you. What do you think? So I didn't know that Sean posted this. And when I saw it <laughs> yesterday, I was like, wow, that is wild, man. Like we had... Like we had some wild things happen at school. Like there were stabbings and other school people from other schools came and people were stabbed like outside of gates and stuff. But like yeah. it was, yeah, my favorite thing I think of this was is Sholin's inherent reaction to like getting off on just a warning. Uh, it's wild. Bro. It, yeah. Like literally just a warning. Sholin, I think we, we know where you stand, but maybe uh, you can share your thoughts. Yeah, no, I thought it was absolutely ludicrous. I was like, imagine burning down a senior staff member's car um, in the parking lot and just getting, it's not even a slap on the wrist, my guy. It's just being told, um, nah, don't do it next time. I mean, that is just the worst. There was also, I think, an an incident a few, a couple of weeks ago where a kid um, petrol bombed a class because he had his phone confiscated by the teacher. Sorry. What is wrong with these kids? We should should (laughs) be laughing. That's serious, guys. Actually, we shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) Anyway, let's go to the first comment. Um, This person says he needs serious help. Do you guys think maybe he has, it's like a mental issue? I don't know. I'm going to push it to that. Do you think he's mentally ill? He's not okay. Ah, uh, is Sholin load shedding? I hope not. He's frozen. Ah, Sholin, are you with us? Are you? He uh, looks like he's blinking. Blink twice if you need help. Huh? Sorry, guys, my bluetooth is just really bad on this side. Um, oh, okay, cool. So I apologize yeah. for that. Sure. Okay, but I just need to back. question about it. Um, so the, the, the comment is he needs serious help. And I was asking, do you think it's a mental issue? Do you think he's, he's not okay mentally? Yeah, I, this there definitely needs to be something deeper than that for, than this, for him to give this reaction. I mean, like this would probably be based on one of the perfect examples why we need a more school counselors, um, throughout South Africa schools, mm. because I mean, for your first reaction to be like, nah, I'm not even going to go and argue or scowl. I'm just going to go burn down something um, without even considering the repercussions. Definitely something is wrong. And even more oh. broadly speaking, I mean, we, can, we don't even see accountability um, for some of the leaders of this country. So I definitely think like if we can't even see the standard up there, how do we expect this um, to be done yeah. at the at the lowest levels of accountability. Mm-hmm. So I mean in in argument that this kid could even have is like he sees that bro, 
there's no consequences for actions of criminality. Um, yeah. But some of our leaders' wives expect that there will be accountability for him. Which is really sad, hey? Which is mm. honestly, honestly sad. And Rosh says, that's bad. Other, others will do the same knowing that he will get away. Alex, do you think this is now like a, a thing where it's going to spark more violence in, in high schools? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's there's definitely a precedent that's set here, but I think there's also the important thing to remember here is how important schools are in shaping the attitude of young people and, you know, how disciplined at schools, how important that really is. So I think, you know, I think it's also down to parents holding their schools accountable um, mm. for ensuring that kids are disciplined within the necessary structures um, yeah. You know, you've got disciplinary proceedings, you've got suspension, you've got expulsion options, you've got hearings that take place to determine whether an act or whether a misdemeanor is warrants a suspension or any sort of action. And I think, mm. yeah, you, I think really we've got to encourage parents to to get involved in their children's education, not just on like like a curriculum level, but really in helping helping the schools to ensure this kind of thing doesn't happen uh, again. Yeah, definitely. So the, the, the parents will definitely help with the school, but do you not think maybe the issue starts at home? Do you not think maybe the discipline where it's like flawed is actually with the parents? Hmm, I, I think there's definitely an element. I mean, look, none of us are parents here, um, but... Praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that I know of, Alex. <laughs> ah! there any little badges of liberty running around ocean hey, bro. Give, give baby daddy show <laughs> I was just saying your freedom is worth fighting for <laughs> <laughs> yes Jolin, you need the advert for the condomizing my friend um, <laughs> <laughs> of economy. Uh, but no I think Bali, I think like bring it back to make it real I think yeah parents should not be outsourcing discipline to schools I think it's working with yes. schools. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, yeah, the two the two go together for sure. Bro, you find parents nowadays who they take the kid, maybe school starts at seven. Kid is up at like five, half past six. They get to school. After that, it's mm. after care. They probably get back home at like six, seven. When do you have the time to mm. instill discipline then? Like mm, parents, sure. keep your kids, man. Keep your kids to yourself. <laughs> And this weird comment, like you always have one of these people, and this person says, "Was it a black student? How, sway? Like, Uh, why?" I'm like, I'm like, like, I must, I must comment on this one. I must comment on this one. I'm like, there is such a deep-rooted issue that we are discussing here, whether it's accountability or personal responsibility. And this person is mm. way more obsessed with whether it's a black kid or whether it's a colored kid or the skin oh. color. I mean, the skin color does not matter of the individual. It's the actions no. that actually count. And I'm like, my God, that just because it, whether it is a black student or not, that's a, that does not represent um, all black people. Whether it's a colored mm-hmm. person does not represent all colored people. Um, I think we should focus on this individual um situation and even mm-hmm. more broadly speaking Bali um I, I'm even now thinking of the fact like how deep rooted a lack of responsibility is in yeah. South African schools or even just in our education system because I was thinking mm-hmm. of another TikTok that I usually check out is about um students actually burning down um uh buildings at um, the University of Lampopo oh, yes. because they were yes. upset about um 
um, allowances, taking not oh. taking the proper processes or yeah, some complication there. And I'm like, that is a deep rooted issue mm-hmm. that, you know what, because people feel like it's not accountability, they take matters into their own hands um, yeah. like that. And I mean, when we speak about, we can advocate so much um, until we are blue in the face about, you know, we need an improved curriculum. We need better incentives for um, teachers to perform better. We need mm-hmm. school vouchers. We can advocate for all these things which we do. But at its core, there are, is also an aspect of responsibility that comes mm-hmm. first from not only learners, but also yeah. from the parents. And that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. if we demand that our education must be respected, we need to show that respect first. Um, and I, that's why I definitely think that's something to take into account. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think Sheldon summed up that very well before he, before he, you know, did the things think, there. Yeah, you yeah, can think, go, Alex. Think, if I can just add that, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, what these kind of lazy comments reveal is how disgusting racialism is. It's like, oh. it really, like, race here is the least important aspect. It, what's more important is what is this, what is this kid's home look like? What is what is his parents' situation? What is Dude. you know what else is going on in his life? Like really, this is the last thing that really matters in this case. Like it, it helps. It doesn't help. This doesn't help at, at all. all. What are you supposed to do at with this all. information? So what? No. We don't even know. I don't know what what race this kid is. That's, that's literally. I don't even know. They didn't even share the race to show that it actually does not matter. Um, but guys, I think we've come to the end of our episode today. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on this episode. And you at home, thank you for always um, uh, reacting to our content. Um, keep doing that and catch this episode on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And do remember, your freedom is worth fighting for, like Sholin's minions. Bye. <laughs>